Welcome to another episode of B2B Nation, the official technology advice podcast for sales and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Chris Kleinfelter, and I recently had the chance to speak with Rick Carlton, an advisory leader for the Sales Leadership Council at CEB. Uh, In this episode, we talked about how the B2B sales cycle is inherently more complex uh, due to more information being readily available for consumers, uh, purchasing decisions being made by committee, and just the sheer number of options on the market today. Uh, We also talked about how companies are on this journey to be more prescriptive for customers, how companies need to evolve their sales processes to incorporate the customer buying journey. We discussed how companies need to start to consider what customers are doing in their purchase journey, the challenges they're facing during the buying process, and that companies need to understand what their responsibilities are to prospects throughout that journey. Uh, It was a really great episode. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. And without further ado, here's my interview with Rick. Enjoy. Welcome to the B2B Nation, Rick. Thanks for talking with me today. Uh, Thanks for having me, Chris. Absolutely. Well, we're really glad you're here today. And uh, before we get into talking about B2B sales and uh, specifically sales complexity, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and CEB? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Um, and so I manage the advisory team here uh, inside the CEB Sales Leadership Council. Um, so you think about our group, uh, there's actually hundreds of organizations. These are commercial leaders that subscribe to uh, our membership and our services. Um, so these are uh, heads of sales, heads of sales training, learning, and development, as well as uh, sales operations leaders and enablement leaders uh, across uh, uh, very large organizations that have a business-to-business complex sale uh, as part of what they do. So again, uh, absolute pleasure being here this morning. Yeah, again, it's uh, it's really great to have you. And, and as we jump into this topic, I'm really excited to talk about this today. Uh, let's start at a higher level, uh, sort of the state of the nation, let's say. Uh, in your mind, what is the state of sales in B2B today? Yeah, sure. So um, we'll, we'll dig right in here. And so I think um, what's helpful to keep in mind, Chris, as I, as I take the listeners through this is um, again, the CEB Sales Leadership Council, we work with organizations that are about a billion dollars in annual sales revenue wow. or larger, right? And so these are um, uh, companies across industries. So we work with, you know, uh, pharmaceutical companies, medical device, uh, high technology organizations, professional service organizations. Uh, but again, the, the sort of uh, unifying thing across all of these companies is a business-to-business direct or indirect sale. Uh, as part of what they do um, uh, and how they sell. Uh, now, at the CEB Sales Leadership Council, what we do each and every year is, is we always go out and we pull our senior, uh, senior commercial leaders. So, again, chief sales officers, heads of sales operations, heads of sales training, you name it. And we ask these folks, you know, what are the big issues or challenges that, that you're likely to face um, in, in the coming year? And I think what's been interesting uh, is over the last couple of years, um, uh, we've, we've begun to hear, uh, hear this theme of uh, complexity, right? And so the world of sales, how we sell, how we set up a strategies in order to sell more effectively, it's, it's just becoming more complex. And so we wanted to dig into that a little bit more with our membership, with our, our key constituents that we serve. And um, as we sort of dug into that and had some conversations with these folks, I think sort of three large themes began to emerge. The first theme um, that we see is um, our members coming to us and saying, you know, in today's environment, our customers, right, the customer stakeholders that we deal with on a a daily basis, 
They just have more access to information. And so if you compare it back to maybe 10, 15 years ago, depending on the company or the industry, um, our customers used to come to us proactively in order to learn, to understand what solutions are out there, what are the different paths we should take, Mm -hmm. what are the different opportunities that they have to ultimately be successful. However, today, with just the explosion of information sources over the last couple of years, um, online and otherwise, uh, what we're finding more and more is suppliers are being cut out of that learning journey, right? And so when a customer actually does um, call up a supplier, it, it's less to learn about what's possible and what's available, uh, but more to figure out, I already know what I want. I just want you to give me a price on the thing that I've already decided that I'm going to do. And, and that puts our member organizations um, in a difficult spot um, uh, because it's a uh, it's sort of a freight train, if you will, to a commoditization station, right, where the only thing the customer cares about in the conversation with us is price. So, um, so there's a challenge there. That, that's number one, the, the access to more information. The other thing that I'd say that we're seeing trend-wise as we talk to these members about, uh, the members of our group, about this increasing complexity um, is the amount of people that are involved in a given sale, right? And so, again, rewind the tape 10 to 15 years, it used to be uh, that I go and I talk to um, uh, a senior decision maker, a C-suite executive, claw my way up to the corner office, and if I'm able to do that, I I can get the deal done. Let's just figure out the person that owns the checkbook, talk to them, and get them to sign off on the deal. But, you know, I think just in the the past, you know, uh, maybe a little less than a decade, ever since the economic downturn, certainly here in the States, um, customer stakeholders have been much more wary of making decisions by themselves. And so more and more today, the, the age of the senior decision maker is, is dead, as a lot of our members will say it. Uh, and instead, um, today, everything is purchased by committee. And I think what's interesting to that is it's, it's not just a quantity problem, right? It's not just a quantity of people that are now involved in the decision. It's also the diversity of function that's involved in a decision. So if I used to sell to marketing, now all of a sudden I sell to the marketing function and now the CFO is involved, right? And and sourcing and procurement are are, are involved. And for salespeople, it's challenging because those are very different conversations uh, with key customer stakeholders that care about very different things. And so it becomes a, a delicate balance in order to sort of navigate the complexity of, of more people. So um, that's the second piece. So, so first being more information, second being more people. I think the third big trend that, that we're seeing um, across the membership is there's just more options, right? And so, uh, again, rewind the tape, 10 or 15 years, it, it used to just be me against my top two competitors. But, again, that's just not the case anymore. There's a, there's a lot of niche players in the market. There's a lot of different ways. Um, that customers out there can, can get after uh, a, a specific solution path. And so we've got to be ready, we've got to be armed on the commercial front um, to be able to have those conversations. And so when we talk about the state of sales uh, in, in business-to-business selling today and B2B today, um, uh, again, there's that complexity and the key components of that complexity, more information, more people, and, and more options uh, from, from the customer standpoint.
Does that help, Chris? Oh, those were excellent notes. Yeah, I mean, you hit some really great points there. You know, more information readily readily available for consumers online, purchasing decisions being made by committee more frequently, uh, and goodness, the amount of options that are available in the market today doesn't even really matter what piece of tech you're looking to add in your stack. There's tons of options, and you know, there there's a whole host of reasons why making the sale in B two B is just inherent inherently complex today. Uh, so how can sales teams essentially tame or let's say alleviate the current complexity of the sales cycle? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's an interesting one as well, because what we did is sort of a, a response to some of those um, key drivers of that complexity is we went out and we talked to sales organizations as well as salespeople to sort of understand what they're doing right now um, to get after that. What, what is the current state? Um, and it was interesting, we, we, when we surveyed salespeople, we asked them a couple of questions. So uh, let me throw a few of those out. One question was, um, do you tend to agree as a salesperson that more information generally helps customers make better decisions, right? And about 70% of sellers agreed with that. We asked a second question, um, do you remain flexible to customer needs and opinions throughout the sale? And this is a key point, Chris. Even when you as a salesperson don't necessarily agree with the direction that the customer is taking. And an astonishing 80% of salespeople agreed with that statement. Wow. And then the third one is helping the customer consider all possible options and alternatives is very important. And almost 90% of the salespeople that we talked to agreed there. As you, as you sort of look out across the landscape for commercial organizations as well as individual salespeople, the key strategy that I think most folks are taking right now is one of being responsive, right? And so mm -hmm. in this environment, let me just give the customer everything that they're asking for. If they want more information, no sweat. I can give that to you. I will literally dump the uh, back up the dump truck full of information and dump it on you, the customer, right? You want information? I've got information. If you're bringing more people to the sale, guess what I can do as a salesperson? I can bring my own people. Right. And so, yeah, Mr. and Ms. Customer, customer stakeholders, um, you have specific questions. I don't just have answers. I've got a product specialist. I have an engineer that I will bring right to, um, to help you all make that decision. Uh, one of the members put it really well at a recent meeting. He said, literally, my salespeople now drive the school bus right up to the customer's location and drop off all of our different product specialists and engineers uh, all the folks that are involved in getting a sale done today, right? And it's 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 making the cost of sale incredibly high, and something that we need to get uh, get our arms around and get control around, right? The other thing we talked about options earlier. Customers are considering a lot of different options, and it almost feels inescapable to salespeople to say, "Okay, tell me all the options you're considering, and guess what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to talk to you about all the ways that my solution <laughs> can solve any option that you're considering." But here's the challenge with all that, Chris. And I think um, as we sort of talk to uh, customers themselves, salespeople have a flawed assumption in today's environment. A lot of salespeople do. And a lot of the member organizations that we're working with, and, and admittedly we did uh, the Sales Leadership Council until we started digging into a lot of this work and a lot of that research. And that flawed assumption is customers in today's environment feel empowered having more information, 
bringing more people to the sale, considering lots of different options, that should be an, an empowering thing for customers. But when you go out and you survey the customer base, and this is where it gets really interesting, what they tell you is, I don't feel empowered at all. And in fact, I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> and so as part of our work, and you started asking me about, well, how do we tame this sales complexity? When you talk to customers, what they say is, I don't want to work with a supplier organization that just gives me everything that they want. They, they dump information on me when I'm already overwhelmed. They bring more people to the sale, right, or to my purchase journey when there's already too many people to begin with. They help me to consider all these different options when I'm not sure which option to take in the first place. And in fact, winning suppliers, right, the suppliers that these customers want to work with aren't responsive, but customers tell us they're the ones that are prescriptive, right? What customers are telling us is, hey, you, the supplier, you're out there talking to folks just like me all day long. Help me to understand what I should do. What does my purchase journey look like? How should it look? What are the, the issues, the challenges, the roadblocks that I'm going to face along the way? And how do I best navigate all of that? And what we found in our work is that organizations that are able to provide that prescriptive experience to their customers are the ones that are going to win and they're going to win big. So you touched on a lot of uh, different uh different challenges for uh, sales professionals there, including, uh, I loved that last part where you talked about uh, instead of just overloading them with, with information, give them specific types of information that they actually need to make a decision, yep. uh, including being uh, more prescriptive in the types of uh, uh, information they're sharing. So you can help buyers or prospects uh, understand what challenges they're going to face. I really loved that answer. Uh, so where... Here, here, it's kind of a higher level question again, but where does B2B sales go from here? Yeah, um, you know, again, a, a, a good question. I think, um, you know, as you, as you look around uh, and, and you talk to a lot of organizations, the, you know, the, the big focus for everyone is, you know, to, to be, you know, one company, one CED, one, you know, whoever it is. And I think what's driving that is, is we have a lot of senior executives, we have a lot of CEOs that are trying their best to focus their entire organizations on this idea of customer centricity. And if you start to think about how that strategy manifests inside the sales organization, what does it actually mean for a commercial organization, both sales and marketing, to be customer centric? Again, if you just take it at the surface level, right, a lot of it means, and a lot of people can take it the wrong way, which is just give customers anything they want, give them what they're asking for, but what a lot of folks don't realize is if you want to be truly customer-centric, again, we've got to flex to that prescriptive strategy, that prescriptive approach, your ability to help the customer navigate their purchase journey, not asking customers to help you in your sales cycle. And that's the key distinction. So as we start talking about where do sales organizations, where do commercial organizations go from here, a lot of companies um, right now are on this journey where we're starting to realize the playbook uh, from the last several years, the sales process that we've built, um, doesn't necessarily work anymore. And we're trying to figure out a new path forward. How do we do it? Um, and we see some of the best-in-class companies starting to evolve their sales process, right? All the, all the steps that I need to go through in order to make a sale. Starting to evolve that sales process to incorporate the customer's buying journey. 
And some of the most progressive organizations that we work with have actually shed their sales process and moved um, wholly to a customer buying process, a customer buying journey. If we are going to be prescriptive as a commercial organization, if we are going to be prescriptive as individual sellers, well, the very first thing that we need to understand is what we're prescribing to in the first place. Do I understand how a customer buys? Do I understand the steps that they need to go through in order to purchase? Because until I understand that purchase journey, I'm not going to be able to be prescriptive around that purchase journey. And so where do B2B organizations go from here? Um, a lot of our guidance from the Sales Leadership Council uh, is for our members to go out um, and, and the folks that we work with uh, and, and start thinking about building that purchase journey and helping the commercial organization to understand it more fully so that then we can understand our responsibilities to the customer inside that journey. Yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating to see where uh, you know where this goes and how this all evolves over time. So I do want to switch gears here. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to talk about the CEB Sales and Marketing Summit coming up. Uh, I know... Uh, that you'll be there. So uh, what session are you most looking forward to at this year's summit? Yeah, and so I think it actually links to a lot of the topics that we've been chatting about. Um, Lovely. You know, as, as, you, as you begin building that customer buying process, we're actually going to have one session that's wholly devoted to that, uh, where we're going to talk about lessons learned in some of the organization's attempts at building uh, a customer purchase journey. And I think some of the most successful companies that we've worked with have used a customer buying journey in sort of uh, three phases, if you will. The, the first phase is, is really a coaching tool, right? It's a tool that I give to the frontline sales manager community to help them make their one-on-one -on -one sessions with individual salespeople as effective as possible. Again, we're not focusing them on a one-size-fits-all sales process playbook, right? Do these steps, check the box from an activity standpoint. Instead, start to consider what the customer is doing in their purchase journey and then understand your responsibilities inside that purchase journey. And when you change those coaching conversations, it, it really makes a big difference. So we'll talk in, in that, that particular session about that, as well as some of the knock-on effects that building a buying journey can have uh, for building your content ecosystem, right? And so as sales and marketing works together, what sort of tools, what sort of collateral, what sort of scripting points do we start to build that more accurately reflect that customer's buying process? But then also for sales operations and sales enablement, how do we think about utilizing a customer buying process to forecast business more accurately? Right? And so one of the things that we talk about is if we want to forecast business in a compelling way, um, maybe just looking at check-the-box activities from salespeople, right? How, how many meetings have you done? How many visits have you done? How many follow-up conversations have you done? Maybe that's not the right way or at least not the complete way to look at things. Should we begin incorporating customer metrics into that forecast, right? Their verification of where they are in their buying journey. Is that a better indicator or predictor of when business is going to close? And, and a lot of our members are, are seeing some really compelling results as they start to weave some of those metrics in. And so, again, that session will focus on not only building the buying process, but then how we use it, right, as a coaching tool. Uh, has an ability to organize our content, build an e ecosystem around that content, uh, and then that last piece there around forecasting accuracy. 
So to our listeners, if you are heading to CEB's Sales and Marketing Summit, or if you're on the fence about doing so, uh, there's going to be some great sessions there, as you just heard. Uh, so be sure to uh, find out more information and check it out. Um, so, Rick, where can our listeners find out more about you and CEB? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so if you want to find out more, feel free to, um, to, to log into the site. Uh, if you are not currently a member of our site, the CEB, uh, more broadly, CEB Sales Leadership Council, um, we do have a lot of our work that's outside the firewall that you folks can gain access to. And so um, as part of this, we'll be happy to sort of provide some of the links um, in, in ways that, uh, uh, that you can get in touch. Thanks again to Rick for joining me today, and as always, thanks to our listeners for following along. This episode was recorded at the Technology Advice Podcast Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. To listen to more episodes of B2B Nation, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And to learn more about the show, you can find us on Twitter at technology underscore ADV or online at technologyadvice.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.